This is Nuestra Palabra, Latino writers having their say, on the air. Tuning you into the Latino literary renaissance in all its splendor. Interviews, teatro, rap, fiction, poetry, memorias, composer spotlights, and more. Always mas. This is Tony Diaz, El Libro Traficante. Welcome to a multi-platform broadcast of Nuestra Palabra, Latino writers having their say. We welcome everybody who is watching this first on social media platforms across the board. Of course, the video version of this will air on Fox26Houston.com. And the audio version will air on our first broadcast platform, which has always been 90.1 FM, KPFT, Houston's community station. And I must pause here to remind our listeners that we are on the air because of your support. So we ask you once again, if you can make a donation to the station in the name of Nuestra Palabra, Latino writers having to say, it allows us to pitch in to keep this amazing experiment and freedom of speech going and you can either visit kpft.org or dial 713-526-5738. What I love about the station is that we get to convey our terms on our terms and put fantastic shows together like this, which leads to live events. So we're going to tell you exactly how you can meet some of these fantastic speakers coming up and get your book signed. And then, of course... We're also high-tech Aztecs, so this will also end up as one of our podcasts. And I am so happy to welcome tonight's uh, wonderful lineup of leaders. We're celebrating this brand-new book, Latina Leadership Lessons, 50 Latina Speak. Let's applaud it. Let's applaud it. I love it. I love it. It's 50 Latina Speak. We have three of them here right now, but they are powerful and they're going to share the other voices we're going to welcome some of them in person at the latino bookstore in san antonio and of course we hope that we'll be able to create some lesson plans with them we hope that you will invite them into your schools community centers and we hope you will replenish your family libraries with this wonderful book got to give a shout out to houston published by arte publico press and uh, i want to start by Saludando nuestra hermana, who is the editor here, and she's going to tell us some some of the important folks we have on here. I, I know you recognize Dolores, but I'm going to let I'm going to let, I'm going to let Delia introduce her because you're the editor. You compiled this, and symbolically, you brought the anthology together. So we're going to start by saying hola, un abrazo grande, a nuestra hermana, the Honorable Delia Garcia, who is the editor, who put the time, energy, and love to get all these voices together in a fantastic book, Felicitaciones. And um, first of all, how do you feel to, to touch this, to feel this after all this work? Oh, it's, it's like my baby, but it's like hugging all my friends, uh, not only the book, but virtually, and then just sharing it with the world is, is you know, has been a labor of love. Um, and to be here with my hermanas here right now is even more special. That's that's beautiful. And thank you so much for making Nuestra Palabra part of the launch. And we're looking forward to, to working together at each step of the way because there's a lot there's a lot of powerful Latinas in here. We're going to give a shout out to the, some of the Tejanas, some of the Houston folks. Do us a favor. You were kind enough to bring two 
awesome Latinas with you. Um, please introduce them. They don't need any introduction, but we're going to introduce them for the sake of someone driving on Highway 59 right now that needs a little ethnic studies course as we speak. <laughs> and, uh, tell us what it means in your corazón to have brought them into your book, Delia. Thank you. And, and first again, thank you, Tony and Nuestra Palabra uh, for bringing us on. This has been uh, special and to have Dolores Huerta, La Dolores Huerta, right, the forward of the book. Um, and she said she needs no introduction, but, you know, somebody who's received the Presidential Medal of Freedom, the highest honor uh, in this country, as well as been recognized by Mexico también with the highest honor and with the Oatley Award um, and worked decades with paving the way for, for us. Um, schools and streets are named after her, but it has been a dear uh, mentor to myself. And, and then we have La Gabi Pacheco who um, also needs no introduction, but from Miami, Florida, um, has been a huge voice for immigrant rights, particularly with Dreamer students, with um, DACA, the Deferred Action for Dream, uh, Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals, um, and just you know, walking on foot for over four months from Miami to Washington D.C. to the White House, you know, making sure that we're having um, you know doors open for our students, and just you know, just last Friday was a huge you know feat. There's a double-edged sword there, and I'll let her share some of that. But um, and the other, I love to say the word chingona, so I don't mean any offense to those who um, you know are offended by it. But I, I'm repurposing the word, re-owning it. Um, and, and a lot of that women here are, are that, uh, and having, you know, each one of them, it's, it's 500 leadership lessons and, and really just guiding everyone's, um, journey and seeing how we can connect, you know, the purpose of the book, um, was to do three things and to uplift, uh, the Dolores Huertas who have paved the way to empower the current leaders that we have and to grow and inspire the future leaders. That's beautiful. And I think you really are accomplishing that in a big way. Uh, I'd like to start chatting with um, La Mera Mera Dolores Huerta. And um, you've done so much in history. You're so active to this day. You could rest on your laurels. You, you insist not to. Um, what compelled you to, to write the forward for this book and lend your name to this, to, to, to Latina Leadership Lessons? 50 Latinas speak. Well, I would like to say, first of all, that I think Delia Garcia's title should be La Madrina, okay? La Madrina, because as Gabby knows, she has coached and she has mentored so many women, young women that I first met with Delia in Washington, D.C., where she was like La Madre, you know, the, the one that the mother hen that took care of all of these young interns. And now I see some of them that they're in very high positions in the Biden administration. But I knew them when they were sleeping on Delia's <laughs> apartment on the floor of Delia's apartment. <laughs> so, and the whole, the whole thing is about empowerment. And this is what Delia has done. This is what Gabby has done. It's about us as Latinas empowering other women uh, to be leaders. And so when I want to say to everyone, you got to read Delia's book, okay? Because many, many of us, we never had a chance to meet some of these great women the way that Delia did, but she captured their messages and their thoughts. So it's like, maybe we didn't get a chance to meet them, but we can, by reading Delia's book, we can see what their thoughts were, what their messages were, what their actions were. So it's like getting a little manuscript and a manual, how to be a leader, okay? Delia Garcia brought this all together in her book. This is a treasure. And yes, everybody needs to have this uh, right there 
on, on your table by your bedside. Read it in the morning, read it in the evening, read it whenever you can, because this is connecting us to so many Latina leaders, how they got there, you know, what their experiences were, what they had to go through. And we don't have to go through some of that because we could read what they did and then we can learn lessons from them. And so thank you very much, Delia, for doing this. Uh, as always, you are the madrina to all of us. Thank you, Dolores. I love you. That's a powerful endorsement <laughs> right yeah. there. Uh, and, and I do want to let folks know then that this book is, I think like you mentioned, Dolores, it could be for schools. So we're looking forward to teaming up to create lesson plans. I should mention that through a, a grant from Congressman uh, Joaquin Castro, um, the Latino Bookstores Literacy Program has been creating lesson plans, so we plan to do so with your book. We were chatting off air, and you said you're looking forward to visiting schools yeah. in San Antonio. So that's yeah. going to be exciting. That'll we be the Not only just give the lesson plans away, have you attend, but like Dolores was saying then, this is a great manual for students um, if they're doing research You've got 50 great biographies. I really love how after each one, they've got their own 10 pieces of, of advice. Uh, mm -hmm. was, was that key at the beginning? You started with that idea to begin with or did it kind of evolve, um, uh, Dahlia? You know, it was key. I actually wanted to, to do more and I was trying to focus. I, I started writing this during the pandemic and I, I, I knew, I felt the country and it still is very hungry for fresh and new leadership. And we need to see ourselves. Um, part of the reason why I ran for office and was elected in my home state of Kansas was because I saw the possibility in others. Um, others like Congresswoman Hilda Solis, also uh, a mentee of Dolores Huerta, um, and others like Senator Van Der in San Antonio, Texas, where I saw that possibility. And I wanted to carry that. Uh, as you said earlier, people who may never be able to meet some of these individuals can see themselves in this book. And that's powerful. And that will grow leadership. I know it. It did for me. And, and we mentioned perhaps this is great for schools, for research papers. Um, we're talking about grammar school, middle school, high school, and of course for college. But you've also touched on for those who need mentors and maybe may not have access to mentors. These stories are not just inspiring. If you read each selection, it's almost like a map to each person's trajectory, different ways to, to, to maybe enter the profession worlds, the art world, leadership, especially in places you go out of your way to mention that women didn't always have these opportunities. And when they did, they were not recognized for it. This will open the eyes and hearts of so many uh, folks to say, oh, I can try that. And, and the lessons are so varied. You mentioned, you're right. There's there's like 500 pistas, datos, uh, para inspirar. Tenemos los dichos anteriores. Estos son los dichos nuevos, ¿no? Qué bonito, ¿verdad? <laughs> para seguir. But, but, I, but before we chat with Gabby, I want to add this. También for los hombres who are watching and out there. I, too, as I read this, I'm proud of nuestras hermanas, nuestras amigas, and also the 
tips are powerful for we men too. And I, I think these lessons are really profound and universal. It goes a long way. So I want to kind of give people an idea of what the book is shaped like, but I don't want them to think that it is limited to one group. Not at all. As I was reading it, these are life lessons that I think can have an impact. Um, before we talk to Gabby, Adelia, I, I suspect you wanted that universal impact, no? Absolutely. This book is for everyone. Um, the focus is Latinas, as I said, uh, for us to see ourselves. But, you know, when I had gentlemen already buy it um, for themselves and for their families, um, also my own family. Uh, and I think, you know, people recognize the four areas that the Latinas dominate in, right? Um, obviously, population. Uh, we are the largest, fastest growing group, 66 million to be exact. Um, uh, his, his Latino uh, entrepreneurs, guess who's at the helm of that? The lead, the engine are Latinas. Um, and, and, and we naturally, our leaders, we, we collaborate, right? I always tell, I'm one of five daughters, and I always share that growing up in a house with five sisters or four other sisters, I learned how to negotiate real fast when we had to share the bathroom. Uh, when we were fighting over the same shoes or makeup, um, you know, we learned to deal with adversity and still live in the same house. Uh, and so those transferable skills also transfer into professional life. Um, and this is what this country, we need uh, our leadership. You're in the book. You've got your bio in the book. We'd love to hear you talk to our listeners on your own terms. Tell them a little bit about yourself, but also which two, I know that it's kind of hard to pick, <laughs> which two of your insights do you think you'd like to share? And, and maybe if someone's on uh, in a hurry, those two things to inspire them from, from your uh, excerpt of the book. Yeah, well, Tony, thank you so much for bringing us together for everything that you do. And what an honor it is to be with my best friend and a woman that I have uh, looked up to since I learned about her, um, Dolores. And I want to tell you that I craved as a little girl to see myself and to see others like me. And I can tell you that I never, ever saw a woman that looked like me in any of my history books, in any of the lessons that I had from um, elementary school all the way until high school. And it wasn't until I started researching stuff in college and reading more that I learned about Dolores. And I automatically was like, I need to know who this woman is. And then I was surprised. Um, and I, I'm so happy that we still have Dolores with us. Uh, but you know that um, we had an iconic human being that was still working, and as you mentioned, Tony, she can rest, but she does not. And yes, not only is she an incredible organizer and a worker, but she can party very hard. Who's <laughs> 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 gonna say that? <laughs> uh, we can ask her later what are her, uh, you know, longevity and yeah, secrets to that. But um, I want to say that um, it's so crucial that um, we are the ones not only writing the history of our own work, because a lot of the times and what we see is that we become footnotes and we're not footnotes. 
We are the drivers of our stories. We are the ones that are creating change. And um, in this country, Latinos and Latinas have been really critical uh, since the inception, even even before there was a United States. And we know that. So for me, uh, being part of this has been such an honor, but also for me felt like a responsibility that I wanted to make sure that little Gabby's, the little Dolores, the little Delias um, out there, and even um, little boys, right, can see what their moms and sisters mm-hmm. and others can accomplish and do. So for me, I think two of the, the lessons, um, especially what we're seeing um, in our country, I, I'm really saddened to see the division that is happening, um, the partisan politics and all this stuff. Like it's, it's mm-hmm. really... Um, sad for me. And I and I want to tell people that having diversity is good. Having all kinds of people that have different beliefs is good, right? And that's what makes it better, right? Um, when you try to eat anything, right? Un taco. Un taco with just carne is not good, right? You need to have the chile and the cilantro and limoncito and the onions, right? Too. So all of that, right? I, I want to make sure that people know. And so one of my lessons is surround yourself with all kinds of people. Mm. And I talk about harmony, right? And I say harmony is in music is not made by everyone singing the same notes. Harmony is made by having different people sing different notes simultaneously. It's important to hear and have people of different opinions surrounding you the world would be pretty flat, and that's a pun on on music, for those of you that know music, um, if it weren't for a diversity of thought. And I think the last thing, which is what, um, and and it was my number one lesson, uh, is this thing how I carry myself. Mm -hmm. Uh, I do a lot of immigrant rights work, and I've had to confront myself with very extremist people who are extremely anti-immigrant, and I try really hard to understand where they're coming from, try to talk to people. And um, I lead with love. And so it says, let love be your guiding light mm. with your actions and words, even the most aw- in the most awful circumstances, act with love. And again, that's back to, you know, we're in this world all together. Um, there, we're only going to be here for a finite time. And why are we going to add to the hate or the vitriol that we as a community sometimes receive because we're not understood, right? So for me, um, in the work that I do as an immigrant rights advocate and activist, I try to set an example and I don't let people take away my joy. If they want to be leaders, that's up to them. I'm going to lead with love. Words to live by. Thank you for all that you do and for sharing that in the book. And I know that's going to inspire you to tocar los corazones de, de mucho nuestra gente. And, and like you say, to build that bridge, uh, you mentioned Dolores. I, I do want to talk about one issue right now, too, because you mentioned representation. Um, and I want to give a long question to Dolores because you've been seeing these different cycles. Um, so, of course, I want to remind folks that in in 2012, 
Arizona legislators banned Mexican American studies. Um, I chronicle some of that in my book, The Tip of the Pyramid, Cultivating Community Culture Capital. And the reason I bring it up is because, of course, our community united across the Southwest. Uh, Dolores fired us up about that, and, and that law was overturned. And I think people thought we were out of the woods, so to speak, and that things had changed and representation would be a way of life. Here we are, and, and of course, um, we'll check in where everyone is actually um, calling in from. I'm here in the heart of it in Houston, Texas, and Texas is now leading the way in a new era of censorship. There's this new censorship culture that I argue, as I mentioned in my book, they've studied what worked before and they've come up with new ways to silence our community. I don't think they're going to ban Mexican-American studies directly now, but if you look at all the list of the books that are, um, there's, there's a Texas representative who came up with a list of 800 books to ban. Many of the authors had Latino last names, Gloria Velasquez uh, in California, Rigoberto Gonzalez de Nueva York. Uh, additionally, so many librarians are being attacked or maligned. Terrible things are being said about them. You mentioned representation. So here it comes again. Um, I don't want to depress everybody. Uh, I will add, we that means now, we have to take things in our own hands. We have to build our family libraries, build communities. Uh, Dolores, what are your thoughts on this new era of the censorship culture? Because you've seen this before. You've helped us tackle this before. And what what are the effects of representation for our community? Well, I think you probably touched on the most important issue that's facing our society right now. And that is erasing the ignorance and we know the only way that we can stop the ignorance that is causing so much division, so much hate, and I'm going to say so much killings right now uh, that are happening in the United States, it all comes from people not knowing, not understanding. And so education is absolutely the key. And all of these people that are the anti-wokes, uh, like the governor of Florida and your governor there, uh, Greg Abbott in Texas, uh, they want they want to keep people uneducated so they can hold on to their power. And uh, this is the way that they're doing. They're trying to divide people on cultural issues, like the issues of abortion, which we know as women, we need to have our reproductive rights, uh, on the issues of uh, gay marriage and transgender issues. Uh, these are all the haters that are trying to keep their power by dividing uh, all of us in our society. And so these are the enemies, okay? And so we've got to continue to fight for more education, for more books, for more people to uh, to understand. We who are the components of our society, that we all have rights and we all have human rights and we've got to respect those human rights. So this is our challenge right now. And of course, uh, books like Delia's book, I, I think it uh, actually opens up the path to understanding and gives us also, uh, gives us some of the ammunition that we need to, to fight this, this, this uh, these leaders that want to uh, keep everybody in ignorance and, and uneducated. So. Yeah, this, you've touched on the big issue right now in our society, and we know that this is our challenge, and we've got to keep working to get more people to read, more people to understand, uh, because this is the way that we have to fight it. That, that's inspirational. And, and if we can dwell on the solution for just a little bit, I love that you have that animal 
that Gabby was talking about. And I think this is key for our community because at this moment right now, especially in Texas, yo creo que parte de nuestra comunidad están desanimados, aguitados, como decía mi papá. Pero Dolores, you were involved with founding the United Farm Workers Union. And I want to remind folks, the odds back then, and maybe I'm wrong, correct me if I'm wrong, the odds back then were harder. The hill you wanted to go up was harder. We weren't as many of us, there weren't as many of us educated. We didn't have books like this. So you, I think it was even harder then, but you saw a light at the end of the tunnel. Usted vio estas esperanzas. It sounds like it was harder then, but you, you had a vision. It's not as hard now. Do you see a vision? Do you see a path for us? Do you see us getting past this together? Yeah, absolutely. And I do want to say this to Texas, people out there in Texas, okay? We have to organize. We have to come together, you know, family by family so that we can build this movement. Uh, I, I, the civil rights movement, we need that in Texas. Latino rights movement in Texas, like we did here in California when they passed Proposition 187. Uh, you know, to and Proposition 187 would have punished anybody that helped a person who was undocumented. They tried to do that in Arizona also. We saw that happen in Arizona. Now it's happening in Texas. And there's only one solution. Everybody out there in Texas, you got to register to vote. You've got to become citizens. In Texas, you know, I kind of pull my hair. Ah. <laughs> you are Latinos. We are over 50 percent of the population. And every single day, uh, Governor Abbott is kicking us, you know, kicking us in the teeth, so to speak. And yet people are taking it. So we can't take it anymore. Yeah, basta. People have got to register to vote. That's how we get the representation that we need. And uh, books like Delia's can also help us to understand that we have leaders out there in our community. And we can learn from those leaders that exist out there already. So it's up to us. we got to form a big civil rights movement in Texas to make sure everybody in Texas uh, that they can register to vote and that they can vote and we can get the representation that people in Texas deserve, okay? Not the kind of representation that you have right now. That's powerful. Si se puede, si se puede. Si se puede, si se puede, así, así. That's beautiful. Look, look at what you're unleashing in uh, Texas, Delia. Let, let's be nice to Texas then. Mira, uh, let's give a shout out to some of the Houstonians, some of the Tejanas. I'll, I'll mention the Houstonians you mentioned chingonas. By the way, we've cleared it with the FCC. We can say chingonas on the air. I am. Let's mention some of them. Of course, um, dear to our hearts, of course, is La Congresista Silvia, Silvia Garcia, who has been a champion for our community for so long and fighting for us now at the national level. Um, she's always been true to the community, always been fighting for ethnic studies. So she, I know... So. Folks out in Houston, no se pongan celosos. Sylvia is in the book también. And also a big shout out to, um, of course, Harris County Judge Lina Hidalgo, who's also in the book. It's just like, uh, you know, there are some wonderful esperanzas that, and her también, when she is visiting the community, she is beloved. You know, mm -hmm. um, and 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 I, you know, I think she's just doing a fantastic job. Uh, Delia, give a, give a shout out to some of the other Tejanas and tell us, tú tienes mucho corazón aquí en Texas, no? So, tiras unas flores right now, por favorcito, si puedes. Si puedes. Well, and I, I always say Texas, even though I was born in Kansas, I'm, I 
And my mom says she's going to change my birth certificate to Texas. <laughs> my mom's from the Alamo next to McAllen. But some of the other fabulous Tahana Chingonas um, are, of course, my former boss, Senator Leticia Vandepute. Uh, also, um, Dr. Laura Babarena with Viva Politics. Um, we also have Patricia Mejia with the San Antonio Area Foundation, Vice President. Uh, we also have our, our queen, um, uh, Frankie Gonzalez-Wolf. Uh, um, we worked on some great campaigns together. And, you know, Tony, that's been the exciting part is we've only launched for the past, what, seven, eight weeks. And we have been in, in Los Angeles. We've been in um, San Antonio. We've been in uh, New Jersey. We've been in Kansas. And it is bringing to in Washington, D.C., and already the synergy that it's bringing together, like Dolores has taught me, every moment is an organizing moment. And this book is a tool to bring us together because when we start getting together, it's like one, we feel the love and two, we feel the empowerment. And then how do how do we get out there and, and change the world to be a better place? Because look, if we're not at the table, we're gonna be on the menu and we <laughs> have that. And so this book is, is some of that action. Um, we are we're already natural leaders uh, and this this is bringing us together even more. And of course, you know, we're just cheerleading Tejas right now because we're in a tough bind and we want people to support us. But uh, let's find out where everyone's calling in from and tell us a little bit about what's going on with the Movimiento and maybe some of the plans for the book. Uh, uh, Gabby, where are you calling in from? I'm actually in Florida, where I think there's a competition between our governor to see who works. <laughs> yeah. uh, but let me tell you something. I want to also say that um, I just got on Friday, my letter, uh, I apply for citizenship. And on June 8th, I'm going to be going for my interview. And I am going to celebrate big. And I want everybody to see me register to vote. Because that is really important. But I also want to tell those that are in this moment, immigrants who might be undocumented or in a process that your voice matters. Mm -hmm. And in the state of Florida, the governor tried to take away a law that allows streamers to be able to get in-state tuition. And dreamers came together. And for nine weeks, we drove from Miami, South Florida. It's an eight-hour drive all the way to Tallahassee. And for every one of those weeks, they went and talked and shared their stories. And the Miami Herald, which is our local newspaper, the headline said, um, dreamers may not be able to vote but they convinced GOP lawmakers to aid their cause. And we beat DeSantis and we were able to keep um, our in-state tuition waiver. So I wanna tell people that your story matters. Yes. You speaking up is powerful. And when yes. we come together, we can do so many great things and protect our community. So um, I wanna echo what Dolores said, right? Organizing works. And um, we may see really horrible things coming up, but that is also a symptom of our greatness and our power. And they're trying to take that away from us and we cannot allow that to happen.
That's inspiring. And, and you're right. There seems to be a a race between Texas and Florida to to disenfranchise the most. But that's powerful that that you organized while you could be the Sanimados. And I think it's beautiful for, for all of us to keep talking, keeping each other fired up and making it clear that things can happen and, and that we can keep pushing. I think um, I think that is key. Um, you know, I'm going to give a shout out to a couple other uh, Chicanas who are tuning in. Uh, Celia Manrique, she did the Chicana Power Fist up. I'm going to put that up. Uh, Celia is actually, um, I knew her when she was in college and she was fighting with for us with us for uh, ethnic studies. And I want to give her a shout out because um, through the grant with um, from um, Congresista Castro, we're able to contract some teachers like her and she wrote the lesson plans for another Chicana's book, Diana Lopez's book, um, uh, Los Monstros, uh, A Feliz Adventure, uh, La Llorona. Um, and we were able to give copies of that book as well as lesson plans yeah. to her students at Bonham Academy. Um, I should give another shout out to uh, Christina Bailly. She's the director of the Guadalupe Cultural Arts Center. She's mm -hmm. kept that institution afloat, um, which could have gone under during the COVID-19 mm -hmm. shutdown. Yes. Instead, she stayed true to community, and she really wanted to open. She really wanted to open a Latino bookstore, not just a store mm -hmm. to commercialize, verdad? Porque eso es lo que hacen unos institutos. No abren una tienda para vender cositas. Mm -hmm. And I get it, but she said, "No, let's take a let's invest in community, community cultural capital." And it's one of the few. I, I hope it's not the only Latino bookstore in Texas. I understand. I'm going to have to investigate. I heard there was one opening in El Paso. But my point there is there's other Chicanas uniéndose para difundir nuestra cultura in big ways, and I want to give them a shout-out. Um, and, oh, mira, of course, um, se van a poner celosos en el radio. I got to say on social media, Sally just said, gracias, Tony. Mujeres, y'all are inspiration. Oh, thank you, Sally. You are too. Y uh, Dolores, I'm going to imagine you could be anywhere in the world. Of course, I was thinking you in, Cal in California, but you, you could be anywhere. <laughs> where are you right now? Can you tell us a little bit what's going on, on the ground where you're at? Oh, right now, I'm actually in Bakersfield, California. Uh, this is the area where the Republican the majority leader, Kevin McCarthy, lives, okay, <laughs> or that he represents. So, aquí estamos in the belly of the beast. So, Actually, this is kind of like Texas, okay? <laughs> not, not quite as bad because we do have a lot of good laws in California that will protect us, okay? But uh, So we have to continue doing the work here also. But you're right. It, it's it's more like we have to check in with each other to report for duty uh, and, and to keep checking in. Um, on that note, San Antonio is going to be celebrating your book. It will be featured at the Latino Bookstore. You're going to have some of your contributors I want you to tell people about that. And of course, this yeah. is not for marketing. This is for educational purposes. This yeah. is so you can talk to your family. This is so that cuando la familia va a Latino Bookstore, any of your readings, right? Any of your readings anywhere in Texas, anywhere in the country, right there, right? In Kansas, California, Florida, you need to listen to the program again to find out a little more about what's happening behind the scenes. But more than anything, to have that story, when you have your signed copy with your family, this is not a product. This is the story, the narratives. And I want people to share that at the Latino Bookstore in San Antonio. Can you tell us a little bit about what you have planned for us that evening? I'm looking forward to getting to host that, but I'm going to give the microphone to you that night. So what you got planned for La Gente? Well, you know, it's a great homecoming, returning home. I, 
I went to UTSA, uh, University of Texas in San Antonio, and then my, my master's at St. Mary's. And I loved, loved, loved uh, then the Guadalupe Culture Arts Center and the bookstore. And now uh, we were just there for an event last weekend and we walked past the bookstore and there's a, they moved the panaderia next door now. So like, whoa, we're gonna get some, some pan dulce also. <laughs> but having, you know, showcasing again, uplifting our leaders like Senator Van de Pute and Laura Bavarena and Patricia Mejia and Frankie Wolf uh, Gonzalez. Um, and my cousin will be there too. She's also in the book, Diana Maldonado. Um, and, you know, and just bringing the community together. You know, one of the things I, I want to note, um, you know, we say who the book might be for, but it's also for the current leaders. I have to say, I was sort of having a, a little meltdown a few days, a few weeks ago. And um, I had this beautiful text from, from Gabby and she straight up took this one of the advice and she says, remember what the book says, it's okay to ask for help because I wasn't asking for help. I was trying to do everything on my own. And, and I just, I just started crying because it was a beautiful reminder. So current leaders who, you know, in the book, uh, you have people who are leading national nonprofits, you have uh, elected officials who said, girl, I read your book, and I needed to hear that that day, we were on the House floor or the Senate floor chambers voting. And I had that reminder. So I thought that was powerful. Um, you know, one thing that I've learned from both Dolores and Gabby is um, life is not linear it is is curvy mm -hmm. like me and i like to embrace that uh as latinas embrace that and and learn from each other being a lifelong learner and and making sure that we're constantly creating whatever that new that new face is and this is the new not a new face of leadership we've always existed but it's uplifting it and highlighting it empowering it and growing more and so that's what i'm excited to do in san antonio and not just in san antonio but across the country um we have a city um, on our website at delegarcia.us backslash the book. We're going to be in various cities throughout the summer and the fall and into the spring next year. So we invite people to join us anytime um, and happy to do the schools. Somebody said, let's do a coloring page. I think we might think of doing a coloring page of, oh, of the ladies. So dream, being creative about it and then having fun with, with it because you know, one of the lessons that I love uh, that many of the women shared was the self-care and the self-love um, that we need to do with ourselves as we're mm -hmm. trying to change the world. And it's sort of a sana sana colita de rana kind of feeling mm -hmm. um, and making sure that we're taking each care of each other, the sisters involved. fantastic and thank you for talking the talk and walking the walk um i want to get a last word from gabby and we'll give the last last word to dolores uh any thoughts you might have for someone that maybe is debating if they should take the time and energy to go get the book or or you know or if they're like hey you know what um, Holy, they're they're thinking that? oh no, no. <laughs> you, there, there's people there's still people out there that might think books don't have an impact that mm -hmm. might think that it's it's you know overwhelming. Cl cl close us out with some magical words that are going to touch some people's hearts, Gabby. No pressure. <laughs> um, like Delia, um, somebody recently reminded me. I was working with a lot of men recently, um, men that are uh, not as progressive and n not as understanding of our community. Um, they were they were not Latinos and. Um, very condescending towards me. And um, I had to figure out 
what to do, right? I, I would hang up the call and be in tears from the things that they said. For example, one time I was saying something and, and one of them said, oh, let's have a conversation with the smart people and then ratted off to like, say, we're going to call these two men, right? Um, and so uh, I reached out to a few people and they said, Gabby, like, go read the book. Like, there are lessons there and you know what you have to do because I was outraged, right? And I was just ready like to burn the house down. And she's, and they said, look, um, lead with love. That's what you say, right? And um, and I realized, right? I was like, oh yeah, I'm not listening to my own lessons and uh, really want this to be like, in your life, this can be a devotional. And this can be something that uh, you could, as Dolores was saying, you know, having your night table to be able to just, and, and the thing is that it's a really easy read. You mm-hmm. can take it a day at a time, a second at a time. Mm-hmm. It is not a book where you have to, um, you know, sit there and read and read and read, right? The lessons are really, there's, it's well done. And you'll see and get um, a little bit of everybody, like you were saying, Tony, in each one of these lessons. And um, I think this book is, is really for anybody. Um, somebody that, like you mentioned, can be in an elementary school that is doing a book project about somebody and they want to get inspiration. A high school student that is getting ready to confront the world. They're about to graduate from high school. This makes a perfect high school graduation gift. Mm-hmm. And this could be somebody like myself, right, that um, I'm currently thinking about my next step in life. What do I want to do? Mm-hmm. Um, I've been an immigrant rights leader for the last 20 years, but there's a lot of stuff that I want to do in my career. And there's women that have done it, um, that have confronted a lot of things. And this book will give a lot of insight to anybody um, throughout their lives to be able to get a little bit of a dose of not just reality, but hope and um, of also just great lessons. So what I would tell folks is that you know, go out there, get it for yourself or get it for somebody else or get it for both. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but, it, but it's really important that not only do you, you do it for yourself, but you also do it for us because mm-hmm. buying this book is going to show other Latinas. It's going to show publishers. It's going to show people that we care and matter. So if you don't want to do it for yourself, buy it for somebody else mm-hmm. um, and, and help support us. Right. Because at the end of the day, um, there's other books that are sold and people actually, I don't know if you remember last year, uh, the big debate over somebody buying a million dollars worth of books so that they can be on the New York, New York bestseller list. Mm-mm, I won't say who, yeah. uh, we don't want to give more free publicity <laughs> for them. Um, but that's how it's done. Right. And mm-hmm. so like, that we need to come together and support each other. This is going to change a lot of people's lives for our little ones, this is going to be huge and important for them. So um, if anything, if not for you, which you should do it for you, do mm-hmm. it for all of us, the collective week. No, thank you for being brave and admitting your vulnerabilities because you are a leader, but I think the stereotypical role is that leaders don't ask for help. And I think you defy that in many ways to, to the good of all of us. And, and for uh, nuestros hombres también, it, you're helping heal some of that toxic masculinity that mm-hmm. gets the... You know, that takes over some of us sometimes. Um, yeah. uh, I'd, I'd love to close with uh, Dolores. Um, you know, we mentioned you've, you've, you've had so many struggles. You've had so many accomplishments. You still have this joy. Um, can, you, can you close us out with, with sharing some of that joy? Where, where do you find that joy to, 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 keep, um, to keep inspiring all of us? 
Well, I find that joy in people like Delia Garcia. <laughs> As I mentioned before, it's all about empowerment. And Adelia has a, used her entire life to help people and especially to help women. And the fact that she is giving us this gift, and I'm going to say uh, this little book that she has here, it, the lessons are in it, they're for May Day, for workers' rights. Mm -hmm. You know, they're for Cinco de Mayo, for Latino rights. They're for Mother's Day, okay, which is coming up on El Día Mexicano, Mother's Day. Uh, and so here she is giving us this gift, which we can then share with everybody else. This is a wonderful gift, as Gabby said. We can give this to our hermanas, our hermanos, our, our mothers, our sisters, our comadres. And this is a wonderful, wonderful gift that Delia has brought to us in a very simple fashion, as Gabby said. You can read a chapter a day and absorb the lessons of the book, okay? Because we know this is a gift for all of us that she has given us. And so um, more power to the people, more power to women, more power to Latinos, more power to workers. So thank you, Delia Garcia, for sharing this wonderful effort. And she didn't have to do this, okay? She's very busy. She didn't have to do this. But the fact that she did shows how much she cares for our community and especially for women. So muchas gracias, Delia. And, you know, more power to you and to all the Latinas out there. Thank you, uh, Tony Diaz, for uh, bringing uh, this to, to your to all of your people out there, you know, your listeners, of your people that watch you, because uh, you have also give, give, shared that gift that Delia has shared with us, with all of them. So muchas gracias and si se puede. Si se puede. Thank you all for, for changing the world, especially through literature and, and through inspiring all of us. It's been a fantastic show. I know that people will be sharing this amongst family as well as at schools. Um, I'm Tony Diaz Libo Taficante. I want to thank our crew, uh, Roxana Guzman, who is our multi-platform producer. Also, Rodrigo Bravo Jr., who's our audio producer. And of course, all the folks that tune in to 90.1 FM KPFT and donate, you can go to kpft.org or call 713-526-573 to make a donation in the name of Nuestra Palabra. And of course, please donate all your small businesses and especially all your bookstores and the Latino bookstore in San Antonio. Un abrazo grande. That's all for Nuestra Palabra tonight. Thank you so much. Thank Adios. you, Tony.